It's Thursday, March 22nd, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Stock Advisor Jason Moser, from Motley Fool Inside Value Joe Mager. Gentlemen, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Uh, we have got earnings from FedEx. We have a name change from Kraft, but we are going to start with McDonald's. CEO Jim Skinner is stepping down in June. He will be replaced by Chief Operating Officer Don Thompson. Uh, Skinner's been CEO since late 2004, and Jason, I think it's fair to say that the stock has had a very nice run with uh, with Skinner at the top of the company. Yeah, Skinner is, let's hope he doesn't pull like a Jordan here or something like that, where he decides to kind of jump back in the game at some point in a couple <laughs> of years. He's kind of can't figure out how to relate to non-CEO life, but he's had some... A really good stretch here with McDonald's. Just looking back at some numbers here, since 2004, I mean, revenues are up 45%. Net income is up 140%. Operating margin has gone from 21.3% to 30.7%. He's more than doubled the amount in dividends paid out while bringing the share count down almost 20%. And the stock has just killed the market uh, up almost 300% over that same period of time. So he is is walking out on top. (laughs) Joe, what do you think? Pretty amazing run. I mean, I remember a decade ago, we all thought McDonald's was a sinking ship. Uh, a lot of people had walked away from the stock, yeah. <laughs> including me. Um, I, I remember my grandmother had this financial advisor at a large financial institution <laughs> that shall remain nameless, and the guy was a total jerk. Um, he recommended my grandma selling her shares of McDonald's because he heard that a documentary was coming out ah, that uh, was really going to hurt the brand. Supersize me. <laughs> yeah. And when I say brand, that's the nice way to put it, because that implies some sort of big picture thinking about the long-term earnings power of the business. <laughs> really, what he just meant was, we need to get out before other people hear this other documentary is coming out. So long story short, they closed her position, never got back in, and that turned out to have been a Significant mistake. Yeah, he's probably feeling like that guy who got the scoop. He's like, man, I'm, I'm just, I'm in front well, of this you thing know, for everybody else. He churned his trades and churned his accounts. Still drives a Porsche. So there you go. So doing it's, well. It's win-win for him. Uh, Jason, incoming CEO Don Thompson. What do we know about this guy? I mean, he's been he's been at the company. He's been a lieutenant of Skinner's for a long time. This would seem to be um, uh, like the stage is being set for a very smooth transition. At the highest level, that's you know it's always tough for companies to pull off. But it seems like McDonald's, you know, I don't want to jinx it for him, but it seems like they've they've got the right guy. I think so. I mean, he's what a twenty-two. He's been with the company for twenty-two years, so he's he's obviously very well aware of how things work. Um, you know, you you kind of wonder on the one hand if he's not getting in on a really good situation where <laughs> things can't help but go wrong. I mean, if, if if they're you know if if Skinner's walking out on top, I mean. It's McDonald's. The beauty there is that the brand is so powerful, and they have such a wide reach that it's not really something that they have to do more than just get in there and kind of maintain yep. uh, the way the operations are running now. It's not like they're trying to double their squ- uh, store count from today. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think they've they've you know got the right guy to go in there, and then time will tell. Joe, any advice for uh, you know investors who are watching a CEO transition? I saw uh, some you know some folks on CNBC today basically saying, you know what, wait and see. Even though it looks like the table's been set, they've got an insider, they've got a veteran, they've basically got the right guy for the job, CEO transitions are really tough, and investors should wait and see. Well, if you own McDonald's, I wouldn't let this rattle your confidence in the company. When you're looking at a company that is 
operation, their focus is operational excellence, then the guy you want taking over is the COO. And that's exactly what we saw at Costco. Yep. And I think that was the perfect move there. And a company like FedEx, for example, a natural guy to take over would be the COO. It's not your marketing guy. It's not your sales guy. It's not your legal guy. It's the guy who knows how to get things done efficiently. I got a shirt guy. <laughs> we got the shirt guy. We got the paper guy. <laughs> Uh, speaking of FedEx, FedEx reported some good earnings before the market opened, with profits more than doubling in the third quarter. But shares down more than 4% this morning after FedEx's chief financial officer, Alan Graff, told analysts on the conference call, quote, we just don't have as strong an economy as we would have hoped it would be a year ago. Jason, I'll start with you. This is a stock advisor recommendation. Uh, it seems like the the great numbers that the company delivered are really being pushed aside in in terms of their overall economic outlook. Yeah, and I think that's valid. I mean, we've we've talked all week really about fuel costs and concerns just in, in regard to the cost of living and, and General Mills dealing with a higher commodity costs. Yeah. And, and so FedEx and its, you know, competitor UPS, they deal with these uh, tremendous, you know, very capital intensive businesses that are very, very uh, exposed to, to, you know, fuel costs and other commodity costs. So, it was a great quarter, but yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think it's it's a valid concern that we are not out of the woods yet, and uh, it looks like it. They're going to be really focused on trying to run as tight a ship as possible. Joe, we talked earlier in the week about UPS spending six point eight billion to acquire TNT Express. That seems like a a much more bullish uh, action. Uh, it seems like. One way to interpret these two companies that are in competition with one another is UPS is just more bullish on the economy than FedEx. Is that reasonable or is that just trying to read too much into it? Uh, maybe a little bit. I think UPS also has greater capacity than FedEx to make acquisitions, so they can afford to be a little more long-term oriented. Like They're not buying TNT because they have great expectations for the next couple of years in Europe. Yep. It's about building out their worldwide network and being as efficient as possible. And I think they're going to be very successful in doing that. Uh, let's just close out on the stock. Uh, Jason, again, it's it's one that you follow closely. Um, w- when you look at where FedEx shares are trading, um, buy, sell, or hold. I mean, is, what does the valuation on this company look like right now? Yeah, to me, this is, this is an opportune time, I think, to buy a stock like this. Because you look at this market, and FedEx and UPS are really the leaders in this field. And, and I've, I've used this example before, where uh, FedEx is, is just that kind of company where, you know, I fly down to Georgia to go play in a golf tournament with my dad, and instead of taking the golf clubs on the plane with me, I ship them FedEx. I mean, it's a great way to kind of get around the whole airline mess. They're always going to have a market there, and you want to buy a stock like this, I think, when the these, you know, the pessimism is out there. The focus is on these these higher operating costs and, and fuel costs and whatnot. So when you see the stock get hit like today, hey man, it's a great opportunity. When, to when step haters in. like me are saying they're not bullish on the economy, hater. <laughs> uh, finally, and we're not making this up. Kraft Foods <laughs> is proposing to change the name of its global snacks business when it splits into two companies later this year. The new name, Mondelez. Gesundheit. <laughs> Craft uh, executives uh, explained that this comes from the Latin word for world, and delis is, quote, a fanciful expression of delicious. Uh, and as uh, our producer, Matt Greer, said before we started taping, there's really never any good time to use the word fanciful. <laughs> if, you're, if you're using the word fanciful, 
then just something is wrong with the, the proposition that you're dealing with. Thinking cat food here. It's fancy feast or fanciful, whatever. I don't know. Uh, what do we think of this? What it's more we... syllables. I don't get it. I need my daughter who's in Spanish immersion in first grade to help me figure out how to pronounce this thing. It's I don't get it. Joe? I get that they want to rebrand. This is a company that's really struggled at the corporate level for years. Uh, they've booked restructuring charges nine out of the last 11 years. And these are supposed to be one-time charges, restructuring <laughs> charges. They've done it nine out of the last that's, 11. That's quite a record. Yeah, they're really one an time. impressive company. They've made so many strategic screw-ups. Uh, this is just kind of their way of disassociating from that and disassociating from just the craft brand. Because in fairness, there is a lot more to the company than just that. That said, it's a stupid name, and they should have picked <laughs> something that people can actually pronounce. Uh, I'm going to quote our colleague Chris Harris because when I was telling him about this story, uh, and again, they're splitting into two divisions, so you know, Kraft Foods is going to stick with one of them, and, and his response was, if I had to give the Kraft name to one of the companies, it's the grocery company. Oreos are Oreos, but macaroni and cheese had damn well better be Kraft. <laughs> So when you put it that way, that makes it. That still doesn't excuse the name um, that they've picked. They I'm had, okay with a made-up name. It would just work if it was something you could actually pronounce. Like mm. as silly as that sounds, I think it will actually be a hindrance for them when people who own the shares can't even pronounce the name of the company. Well, and uh, I, I've admitted before, I've uh, I've been horribly wrong over the last 15 years whenever companies have come out with a new name. So when Philip Morris was becoming Altria, I was like, that's never going to work. <laughs> Arthur Anderson becomes Accenture. Um, you know, even in the case of Verizon, which was, you know... A, Verizon? Uh, yeah. Are you I, worried about that one? Yeah, a, well, I mean, it was it was a name that, that sort of got panned when it came out, and that's, you know, the mm-hmm. result of a merger. But, you know, why wouldn't they just go with, like, a sub-brand, like Kraft Snacks or something like that? Yeah, still too much association with the name there. I mean, I bet you weren't. Uh, I bet you weren't wrong on Quickster. I think everybody. Oh, we got that one right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> Bingo. Think, yeah, I think we were all right about Quickster. Um, drop us an email, radio at full dot com. This isn't a done deal. I mean, no. Kraft has rolled this out. They've they've got a new ticker symbol for the for the separate business, but but they could change their mind on this. So if you have a, a suggestion. Drop us an email, radio at fool.com. I have to read, however, um, a section, Julie Jargon in today's Wall Street Journal, a great story on sort of the the pitfalls when companies are trying to come up with a new name, whether it's for their own company or for a product. Uh, Julie Jargon writes, in the late 1990s, Reebok came up with a women's running shoe dubbed Incubus. Apparently, no one at Reebok had checked the dictionary to find out that an incubus is a myth- is a mythical spirit that descends upon women in their sleep to have sex with them. <laughs> I'm horrified, and the company is horrified. A Reebok spokeswoman said after a television news program aired a story on the goof, the company ended up recalling the shoes. So look, Kraft Foods. I mean, it, not a lot of people like Mondelez, but. On the upside. No sexual assault. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Again, drop us an email, uh, radio at fool.com. We want your suggestions for the new name for the uh, for the global snack business for Kraft Foods. Joe Mager, Jason Moser. Guys, thanks for being here. Thank, Thank you. you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Monday.